All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And we appreciate you tuning in by way of YouTube or Facebook. And I want to be preaching a very challenging message for me on the sovereignty of God or faith for the future. You know, no matter what happens, God is still sovereign. He's still on the throne and he's still in control. A lot of people are, are, are feeling like he's not in control, but he is in control even when a nation gets out of control. So, amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. That was a great song, Brother Randy. Appreciate you coming on Sunday night. And there's not a crowd here at all. There's only one, two, three, four, five, six of us totally. And I think it's been since March 15th that we've had a Sunday night service uh, where everybody was here. Then on the 22nd of March, everything shut down it seemed like, not because of the governor's edict, but because we felt like it was safe. And folks, if you don't believe it, uh, when you go to Myrtle Beach, you'll find out that Myrtle Beach went from 230 to 2300. And then Jacksonville uh, Fire Department is about to shut down because of so many cases. And then Miami Beach will be shut for July 4th. And folks, that's millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And even some bars, praise God, are shutting back down. And because of uh, the surge in Florida, because of Memorial Day weekend, and because of all these stinking riots, uh, a lot of people got too close to each other. So it is real. Uh, I'm convinced of it, but I'm not living in fear. I'm living by faith. And I'm living by faith that the Lord's going to use all this to bring us closer to God and be more like Jesus. So if you have your Bibles, just for a few moments, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Fame of Faith. And look at verse 20 and 21. It says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. I want you to underline that in your heart. Concerning things to come. How's your future? I believe the future is bright as God's promises. But look at verse 21. And by faith Jacob, uh, the supplanter, his name was changed after he was broken to Israel when he was a dying blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff. So praise God some way, somehow, and I'll show you that, uh, Jacob, the supplanter, uh, became Israel the prince of God, and he ended right. It's a shame if you don't end right. And I want to get into that in just a little bit about uh, it's not how you die that makes you a hero. It's how you live that makes you a hero. Say amen right there. No inclinations inclined. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. You cannot reverse everything at your funeral. And it reminds me of one time a fellow was uh, uh, just doing great accolades about a fellow in the casket. And finally he just went on and went on and made up all kinds of stuff about how great he was when he wasn't great. And the mother uh, looked at little Willie and said, Willie. Go up there and look in that casket and make sure it's your daddy. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, a lot of times we wonder what in the world is that preacher preaching, uh, that eulogy, when we know the guy wasn't faithful, he wasn't uh, steadfast, and he wasn't uh, full of faith, and he was just a tragedy, uh, spiritually speaking. So let's end right, and let's have faith for the future. And that's what I want to preach on today is faith for the future. Let's pray and ask God to bless. Father, use this message. Thank you for that great song. It goes right along with the message. And God, help us to realize our anchor is not in the president. Our anchor is not in the judicial system. It's definitely not in the House and the Senate. God, it's in you. 
And God is not in ourselves, and it's not in our feelings, or our focus, or our figuring. God is by faith. So, Lord, increase our faith for the future. And God, may this message be an encouragement uh, to our hearts and a reminder of who's still in control no matter what. And we'll thank you for increasing our faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to notice in verse 20, the Bible says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Things to come. Isaac revealed um, that he had faith. And folks, I want to tell you something. Uh, it's not about Isaac. It's about God. And it's about his sovereignty and his will to be done. Uh, the integrity uh, uh, for prophecy. The integrity for prophecy is brought out in verse 20. He said about the things uh, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, not in the proper order, but uh, because of the supplanter and because of a scheming mama. You know, it's, it, there's hope for all of us. Because if you'll think about this family that God used, uh, there was a scheming mother, that was Rebecca. There was a sneaky son, that was Jacob. And there was a sensual father, that was Isaac. And there was a sorry brother, that was Esau. And folks, God used him instead of that. And I'll show you why he used um, um, Jacob in just a moment uh, in a very, very dramatic way. But I want you to turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 26 just for a few moments. Genesis chapter 26. We're just going to read uh, one verse in chapter 26 and in chapter 25. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 27, the Bible says this. It says, in uh, Genesis 26, excuse me just a minute. All right, here we go. Uh, and I want you to look at uh, verse 27 of Genesis chapter 26. The Bible says this, it says, And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And so we see that um, uh, the Lord used all this mess uh, to bring about his uh, integrity and his prophecy because God makes no mistake. Go back to Genesis chapter 25 and verse 23. Genesis chapter 25 and I want you to look at verse 23 of Genesis chapter 25. The Bible says this, And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb. Two matter of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The, uh, and, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now that's against all kinds of family order. He said the elder would serve the younger. In other words, Esau would serve um, uh, Jacob. And folks, listen, we see, we see it, uh, or Isaac, we see that, folks, God has a responsibility to fulfill his word. He does not lie. Thank God for that song, Brother Randy. In uh, Hebrews chapter 6, I thought about these verses when you were singing. In verse 17, Hebrews 6, 17, the Bible says, Wherein God willing more abundant to show unto the heirs of promise the immobility of his counsel. The immobility of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. He said, I'm going to tell you something. The older is going to serve the younger, but I'm going to use all this to bring Israel into being. I'm going to bring all this to bring Jesus into being. And folks, it, it shall be done. Amen. God's still on the throne when there's scheming, sneakiness, um, sorriness, sin. God's still on the throne. Amen. And he's going to have his way. Look at verse 18. 
Hebrews 6, please. <clears throat> the Bible says that by it, two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Thank God for that. We might have a strong consolation who have fled from refuse to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Listen to verse 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters into within the veil, and whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So there's integrity in the prophecy. Folks, I want you to know in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 20, our text says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. And Jacob stole the birthright, but God used all that to fulfill his prophecy and his word. And so, folks, number one, we see the integrity. Then we see the responsibility. And the responsibility. Folks, it's not based on scheming mothers, uh, sneaky sons, or sensual fathers, or sorry brothers. It's all based on God. And, folks, when scheming and sorry and sinful get right with God, they, they're used as tools for God. And that's what's such a blessing. I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 25 and look at verse 28 real quick. Genesis chapter 25 and verse 28. Uh, the Bible tells us about some more of uh, Jacob and Esau and all that was going on in that day. But look at uh, Genesis chapter 25, verse 28, please. The Bible says this, And Isaac loved Esau. Why did he love Esau? Because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now there's something wrong when there's partiality in the home. And then it says, And Jacob uh, sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And so Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with thy same red pottage, chili, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of chili. Uh, folks, listen, that's called sacrificing the future uh, for the immediate. That's uh, sacrificing the eternal for the immediate. So the responsibility was there and the irresponsibility. Look at Genesis 27. I'm trying to summarize all this in the next 20 minutes. But in Genesis chapter 27, verse 3 and 4, the Bible says, Now therefore, Genesis 27, 3 and 4, Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapon, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out in the field, and make me some venison, and make me a slavery meat, such I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may be, bless thee before I die. And listen to this, And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and she began to scheme. And she says, I'm going to get my favorite blessed over his favorite, and here we go. And so, folks, we see the uh, uh, scheming mother, sneaky son, sensual father, and sorry brother. God uses all that to bring about the integrity of his prophecy. Say, they, amen. And then we see number three, well, Brother Cody, the reliability. And I sure appreciate our media team, Brother Cody and Brother uh, uh, Blaine. He has to wear a bulletproof vest to work in Atlanta in the, in the fire department down there. And uh, boy, we live in some wicked days, don't we? But I want to tell you something. God is going to use this if we let him and we don't scheme and we don't become sorry and we don't get sensual and all emotional and uh, up and down and in and out. And we definitely don't get sneaky. Amen. We need to get spiritual. 
through all this. Amen. We don't need to fall apart. We need to fall in the hands of God because He is God. He's still on the throne. And folks, I hope this message is, is very timely. And I want you to know the Bible says uh, the reliability does not l land on these people, but on God. I like Malachi chapter 3, don't you? Verse 6. The Bible said you could have picked out a better song, Brother Randy. didn't have a clue what I was preaching on. And that song was led of the Lord. It says in Malachi 3, 6, For I am the Lord. Now, now put that down. He is the Lord. Amen. Listen to this. I change not. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. You see that? Ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Folks, I want to tell you why. Because God's still on the throne. Amen. I love the, uh, and I miss the choir so much singing. We got to get, somehow we got to spread the choir out soon, Brother Randy, and put, put the tenors over here and the, and the altos over here and the bass over here and spread them out all over the auditorium. We got to sing soon, uh, maybe uh, before the watch night service. But I want you to know, thank God, thank God for that uh, song they sing that I love so much that he's still on the throne. And that's not just a song, that's God. God um, had supernaturally intervened to, to, to back up his counsel. Uh, he does not lie. He said the older would, uh, be, uh, would serve the younger, and he knew this conniving mother was going to try to get her uh, favorite uh, blessed, and folks, I want you to see it in Genesis chapter 27 and verse 33. The Bible says, it's just trying to summarize this up. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who, where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of it all before thou comest, camest, and I have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. And so it was a prophecy. It was a blessing. We don't understand that exactly, but the response was this. Folks, listen, this old man was about to die. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, God still intervened and gave him uh, the peace that passes understanding and the faith. And folks, his response is this. The strength of Isaac's faith should stir us up to finish right. And all the problems and all the lying and all the political junk and all the violence and all this disease ought to bring us to our knees saying, you are a sovereign God, you're over this, you allowed this, and I'm not going to fall apart, I'm not going to get depressed, I'm not going to fall away from God, I'm going to fall to God, and I'm going to rely on God. He is a sovereign God, and he is in control, and he ain't, he ain't wringing his hands up there saying this whole world's been shut down uh, and I don't know what to do about it. He knows exactly what to do about it. He allowed it. Think about that for a second. There's nothing on this earth that God does not allow. Can you say amen right there? I believe that God um, allowed this for a reason and we need to realize that. And then I want you to see the inspiration of, of his parting. And that's what I want to dwell on just for a moment. Uh, folks, he died right. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't live exactly right, but he died right, or he finished right, and his life got right, um, and he even had a name change, a heart change, because God broke him. And I want you to know, folks, that God will, will fulfill his, his, his providence and his ministry and his pure word and his powerful prophecy. The integrity of it is going to take place, and whatever it takes for you to be a part of it, 
He will let you be a part of it if you will submit. And you'll be broken before God and say, God, I am no longer a supplanter. I'm no longer a manipulator. I'm no longer a schemer, but I just want to be your prince. I want to be close to God. I want you to turn to the thing that changed all of it, that changed his life, changed um, uh, Jacob's life uh, in a special way. And that is in Genesis chapter 32 in closing. Genesis chapter 32 in closing. Look at this. I was just going to be a, uh, brief tonight, but I hope it'll be long enough. Genesis chapter 32, and look at verse uh, 24, okay? Preaching on the sovereignty of God's way above me. Because I want to tell you something. God is sovereign. The, the Lord votes yes, the devil votes no, and then you have a vote of I will, I believe, and get in on it. And you can go either way. And folks, whosoever uh, shall come. But I want to tell you something. God is able to get your attention. And he ought to get your attention during all this time. Look at Deuter uh, excuse me, Genesis 32. And I want to begin with verse 24 and read to the end of the chapter. It says, and Jacob was left alone. That's the first thing we need to do is get along with God. And folks, he, uh, he took them and set them over the brook. And he, he was sent over there. They had a whole bunch of men and in the night there was a company and here it is. He's, he's scared that Esau is going to kill him. And I mean all kinds of chaos and all kinds of things going on. And then verse 23, the supplanter, Jacob, said he was alone. And Jacob was left alone. Folks, there's a time that we need to get alone with God. And look what happened. And he sent them over the brook, excuse me. And there he, he there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. We need to get desperate for God's blessing. We need to get desperate for God's peace. We need to get desperate for God's power. And we need to get desperate for God's providence. God is going to reign through this if we'll let him. And God's going to get his intended purpose through all this if we'll just yield to him. And we'll end right. But I tell you what, we know God's going to end right. Because look at this in verse 27. He says, and he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said to him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, but Israel. For as a prince that has power with God and with man and hath prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, why thy name? And he said, wherefore is it, it, it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. You know, usually when a person saw an angel, or saw God, or saw Jesus, he was a dead man. And the Bible says, and he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. In other words, he never walked physically the same. But praise God, most of all, he never walked spiritually the same. I want to say this, brokenness is an avenue for revival. And if you don't think God is trying to break us as a nation, 
and break this world and humble this world, you missed the whole point of what God's doing. And I don't understand all of it, and I'm not God. He's sovereign. I'm just going to be a servant. But I want to say this, friend. We need to have the inspiration of God upon our lives to know that he's going to work it out and that all things do work together. And, folks, he got, he got his testimony back. He got his power back. And we see the release of, um, of, uh, of Jacob. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, in order to die by faith, we must live by faith. Even, he even blessed the Pharaoh, the Bible says in Genesis 47, verses 7 through 10. And folks, I want to tell you something. He blessed both his sons and, the, uh, and his grandsons, the sons of Joseph. And uh, there's nothing more vital than live in the will of God and pass on the blessing of God to the next generation. And so we see, last but not least, the reverence. The reverence. He said... He gave commandments, excuse me, by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed both the sons of Joseph. That's after he was broken and worship leaning upon the top of his staff. Folks, he'd never walked right. He'd wrestled with God and uh, he didn't climb Jacob's ladder like the little song says. He fell to the ground through every rung of the ladder and God broke him. God broke him of his scheming. God broke him of his supplanting. God even gave him a new name and said, you're now the prince of God and you will influence people and you will bless people. And thank God, the great heritage uh, through that is the nation of Israel and, and Jesus coming into this world. And folks, I want to tell you something. They tried to stop Jesus every way they could. They tried to lie about him. They tried to get him to come down and... and um, in um, Matthew chapter 4, uh, they did everything they could, but they could not stop the powerful God sending himself, sending Jesus Christ to the cross, and then three days later, up from the grave he arose. They tried everything they could to stop Jesus, accuse him, and folks, I want to tell you something, uh, tempted him, but he was tempted in all points, but he did not sin, because I want to tell you why. God has a purpose. God has a plan, and God has the power to carry it out, and we need to get in on it, and we need to realize that God wants us to, to have some reverence. And that means respect to God, for God. We don't need to ride in the streets. We need to run to the altar. Uh, we don't need to second guess God and complain and blame it all on politicians and blame it on this party and that party and blame it on that, uh, the pandemic and blame everybody and call everybody a liar. What we need to do is call God the truth the way, the life, and kneel before him and let this bring us to God. He blessed both the sons of Joseph. The Bible says in Genesis 48, I don't have time to read it, and I won't, or I won't take time to read it, but then he worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. He lived in a country. He lived in a city. He lived in a nation that was full of idolatry, and he never dipped his colors. Folks, you can say a lot about uh, Jacob, but praise God, you can say this. He didn't cow down to the times. He didn't cow down to the sin. He didn't cow down to the sensual um, um, uh, nation, uh, nation's philosophy. Folks, what he did, he got along, was broken before God, and God changed his name, but changed not only his name, but changed his life and changed his perspective. And when he's dying, 
It says when he's died, he blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Folks, do you have faith for the future? They beat at around Judson. He had to go door to door with his baby to get the Burmese women to, to uh, nurse his own children because his wife was dying of malaria. They let him out of jail long enough to go and uh, door to door with a, his own baby and say, please nurse this baby. He, he, she's dying. And um, he, uh, he, was, he suffered and he was in jail. And I want to tell you something, friend, all the things that he did seemed like it was just in vain. But I want to tell you something, thousands and thousands of Burmanese, and the whole New Testament is translated in the language through this man. And folks, he said during that time, when he got to, back to prison after doing that, they said, well, what do you say about your God now? And he looked at them and said, I'll tell you what I said about my God. The future is as bright as God's promises. The future is as bright as God's promises. And I will say this, the future is bright as God's promises because the future is in the God that's on the throne and he has the integrity to keep his word and he shall bring it to pass. Folks, listen, don't panic, don't pout, and don't be pitiful. Find you a place of prayer during this time and, and call on God and worship God and ask God to break you and make you and fill you to overflowing that you can be a blessing during this time and a help to the local church and an encouragement to your pastor and an encouragement to the staff and an encouragement to each other and love each other with all your heart, all your soul because you love God and you've met God and you're not looking at the circumstances and you're not under the circumstances and you're not pouting or panicking or being pitiful but you're praying and asking the powerful, almighty, sovereign God to have his way and will and let you be a part of it. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for the message. Use it for your glory. Thank you, dear God, for these two verses that, Lord, at first I thought, my goodness, I don't even know if I can preach on them because I have got to increase my faith in the sovereign God. And, Lord, I pray that we'd end our lives with reverence and that we'd end our lives revealing the perfect will of God to the next generation. And, God, that we'd not recant during this time but God would be faithful. And God would be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because our labor is not in vain. God, encourage our hearts with this simple fact. You lie not. And your promises are immutable. And God, you'll not go back on your promises. And Lord, you said that you would bless those that seek you first and seek your kingdom first. And Lord, we claim that promise. And Lord, we believe the future is as bright as your promises. And Lord, I know that there's been a lot of things that has been discouraging. It's been unpredictable. It's been amazingly sad. And God, it still is because people are, are it seems like, are, are in the streets yelling for their rights when they ought to be on the altar praying and pleading for your right to be Lord of this nation and Lord of this world and Lord of our life. God, break us. Make us, fill us, use us. 
Fill us with your spirit. Holy Spirit, please, God, anoint us to get through this time that we might have the joy of the Lord and the peace of God and God, the, the purpose of God and the promises of God uh, engraved in our heart as we study the Word of God and spend time each day in the quiet time of your presence. And God, if you need to break us, break us. But God, I know that you're not going to leave us alone. You're going to pick us up and you're going to use us for your glory. So Lord, during these times, may we crown you Lord of our life, all for your glory in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed at the home, maybe you'd like to just pray right now and ask God to help you to have faith in God. And not just faith in God, but faith in the God and the Lord. And, man, and I'm going to tell you something. God still has a plan. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't like all this stuff. I don't like preaching to an empty uh, sanctuary for sure. But I want to tell you something. we got to be faithful during this time. We need to be full of faith during this time that God is still on the throne and that He is Lord. You'd say, Preacher, I need to believe that. And I need not to fall apart mentally, physically, emotionally. I just want to fall in God's arm. And I want to be spiritually encouraged. I want Him to make me spiritually stronger. And if it takes breaking, I'll take it. But dear God, I want you to use me during this time to be a blessing and a, and a, and a, and a spirit-filled vessel touching others and loving others for your glory. If that's your prayer. Why don't you raise your hand right where you're at? Maybe you bow your head and just rededicate your life to get through this time trusting the sovereign God. And we'll thank you and praise you for what you do, Lord, in their lives today, the ones that's listening, in my life, as you spoke to my heart. And we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.